Hi, we're Cardigan Academy, your helpers for all things mental health, parenting, and education. Today we have a question from a listener who would like to set boundaries with a parent. If you have a situation you'd like our therapist and teacher advice on, you can submit your own Dear Cardigan Academy letter at cardiganacademy.com. Dear Cardigan Academy, I've always struggled with setting boundaries and now more than ever, my mental health is suffering because of this. Currently, I am needing to set boundaries with a parent. My biggest issue has always been that I've felt like I need to mother this parent and I am always afraid of upsetting them and causing them to spiral. I cause myself to feel responsible for their mental health more than my own. How can I politely and delicately begin to practice setting boundaries, not only with this parent, but in general as well. A mother of a problem. I see a lot of awareness in this letter. Yeah. Someone's digging in and doing their own work and seeing places that they need to carve out time and space and energy for themselves. And mm -hmm. the other thing that stood out was saying politely and was it delicately? Yes, yes. I understand that need, but boundaries are firm and clear, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. you can still be polite and firm. Yeah, and I'm guessing that goes back, she said, if it's a she, this person, this person said, I am always afraid of upsetting them and causing them to spiral, mm -hmm. which might be the, the wording concern is, how do you set this boundary in a way that doesn't cause them to spiral? But you're right, Debbie, there's that reminder that you're not responsible for the spiral. Right. Or the other person's reaction. That's on yeah. them. But I also understand wanting right. to, to know as much as possible how to hopefully yeah. avoid that. So yeah. I, I get it. I get it. And this reminds me a lot of what we talk about in our healing from your toxic childhood cloops that meet every Sunday night, as well as our help sessions. Like <clears throat> when we get a Dear Cardigan Academy letter, I usually have these follow-up questions that we would typically help <laughs> ask when we're in those help sessions together. So I might say something like boundaries. Are we talking emotional boundaries? Are we talking financial boundaries? Are we talking physical boundaries? Um, are we talking all three? Yeah. So we will do, as always, our best to answer this in the form of a Dear Cardigan Academy letter. But I always just want to remind people that to really dig in deeper, those help sessions are available as well. And it's, it's, again, like we always say too, we have a lot of fun. This mm -hmm. is fun. We truly love getting to know you and it's like hanging out with friends. It's what it is. And we bring our expertise to the table mm -hmm. and, you know, we put those hats on to some degree and, and then bring these tools, therapeutic tools, educational tools, mm -hmm. organizing tools. Like that's, that's where we, we, it's, we really dig in. So yeah. you're right. And when we do these letters, it's, we always, because of what we don't know, we, we sort of cover us something broader just yeah. in case. <laughs> And that makes it applicable to people that beyond who wrote the letter as well, mm -hmm. which is cool. Yeah. I actually was reading through a discussion the other day in one of my bazillion online groups. I think it's because I have such an interest in 
dynamics and people and stories. And, and I love to, to learn from that hive mind that someone asked recently, she said, please talk to me about a child's, an adult child's responsibility for a parent and their aging and their health, like help mm -hmm. me here. And her story was that she was in another state from the parent and she's doing everything she can to help from that other state. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there's an expectation that she go, go there to do mm -hmm. stuff. And she explained that she's working full time and has two or three young children. And that's that sandwich generation, you know, that we yeah. hear about where you're caring for your young kids and your aging parents. And it's not easy. And I, it was actually kind of painful to read through, I mean, dozens, I, I didn't read them all. There were well over a hundred or 200 comments, but man, this is, this is hard. It's, it actually made me think about myself as a parent and getting older and what I can do to hopefully make things less stressful as much as possible for my kids. And it made me think about other cultures and what the expectations are there between mm -hmm. parent and child. And it's really important to me to always have a close relationship with my kids. I certainly don't want to be a, a source of stress for them, but I also, and also when we have a, a really good relationship with someone, I think we want to be there as much as possible when we can. Like I, I knew someone years ago who moved her grandmother in with her and her husband and their five children. And she said, and, and I've heard a mix of stories. Some are not good. Mm -hmm. Some are good. But she said it was absolutely wonderful. She wouldn't change it for the world. She absolutely adored her grandmother. She said the grandmother and her kids got so much time together and in such a special way that they never would have had otherwise. Um, so it makes me think about all the different ways of approaching this. And some people were responding to her and saying, it's okay for you to have these feelings about it. It's okay for you to have boundaries. She is the parent. You are the child, an adult child. And it, it is okay to have boundaries and then talking about how then to have those boundaries. And it also makes me think about parentification. If this is a continuation of caretaking you have been asked to do your whole life, like this is different than you reaching adulthood and now wanting to meet your parent as another adult and have that relationship change this letter sounds like it might be the other thing where this child even though they now mm -hmm. are an adult has often been asked to be emotionally responsible for their parent and so that's what reminds me of some of the things we talk about in healing from your toxic childhood mm -hmm. and i think sometimes we can think toxicity is abuse right whether it's physical mental or emotional but but sometimes toxicity is also asking too much of kids before they're developmentally ready to be to be doing it. So that's pulling them into adult problems. It can be task oriented things like asking them to raise younger siblings. It can be expecting them to be your sole friend. When you are the parent, there needs to be some boundaries in the other regard, too, where you're not overstepping. In a healthy parenting relationship, these boundaries would have been put into place by the parent as the child grew. And now that that hasn't happened, now we're in a situation where you're an adult and you're asking how to set them after a lifetime of what sounds like parentification. You're right. That You're absolutely right. And this is a big issue for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. We see this in a lot of our clients. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, let's put a, a little note out there, a little, this is a, a child, an adult child asking how to set boundaries, but quick note for those who are listening who are parents, 
be careful that you do not emotionally lean on your kids too much. Yes, teach them empathy. It's okay. You don't have to be perfect or have it all together. They can see you cry and, mm -hmm. and have stress. And that it, it's not to say there needs to be perfection. But when you find that you are struggling, who do you go to? You want to be careful not to lean too much on your kids and put that weight on them. It's something I've thought a lot about because I do know this from mm -hmm. my own background in studying therapy and becoming a therapist and my own therapy journey. It's really interesting because as a cycle breaker, someone who loves gentle and conscious, conscientious parenting, it's really important to me to teach my kids empathy and talk about empathy and doing for others and noticing and ways to help lighten the load around the home, especially as a homeschool family, we're right. home together all the time. And I've really wrestled with this. Where is that line between, you know what I'm saying, right? Like, where's yeah. that line between, I don't want to lean on them, but I also do want to be upfront with them and teach empathy as well. How do you evaluate? Yeah. I, if I have a situation and I'm upset and my kids see that and come to me and say, well, mom, what's wrong? Can I make you a cup of hot chocolate? They are empathizing. That's different than me mm -hmm. coming home and saying, I need to tell you what happened the way you would with a partner, an emotionally safe friend. So I don't think it's That's necessarily good. the the transfer of caretaking or the sharing of emotional situations. I think it's whether the child is asking and you're sharing in a developmentally appropriate way or if you are dumping, demanding, expecting mm -hmm. and not keeping that developmental level of the child in mind. Right. So keeping it appropriate. That's a really, that's a really, really good way to put it because I've, I've even had times where I am taught because my kids are young adults. Mm -hmm. They're 18 and 21 and I catch myself telling them things and I'll even maybe say, oh, and I'm struggling with this or this, I have felt sad or whatever. And then I think, oh, shoot. <laughs> no, I think that's okay. Yeah. But the nice thing too, also with this is that when things have been stressful for me lately, I've really tried to make sure you know, I have a therapist and I have someone mm -hmm. I can talk, I have friends that I can talk to. And, you know, there, there was a period of time where there were things that were kind of heavy that I wasn't really sharing with many people outside our family. And that was really tough because then I, there was that fine line. How do mm -hmm. I navigate this? And being able to even, you know, to share with you recently and have you be someone that's already helped. And so the kids can say, hey, do you need a hug <laughs> or a, a nice empathetic validating word and also i can go to you like mm -hmm. you're right don't dump on you talk to your friend talk to your therapist so that's a note for the for the parents who might be listening thinking oh i hope my kid doesn't write a right. letter like this someday yeah <laughs> so boundaries sound like thank you for the offer i can't make it especially thinking about holiday obligations coming up or a boundary might sound like i'm not going to discuss blank that's the end. You don't need mm -hmm. to be explaining. And you can also, in this situation, have a few personal boundaries for yourself that even if they're not articulated to the person are a protection right. for you. So maybe, for example, if I've talked to people who have a very volatile relationship with their parent and they cannot talk about anything without the parent positively yelling and screaming and going off on the person. So a boundary in that situation might be meet in a public place, get together at a coffee shop or a park or someplace where there's other people around because maybe now your parent behaves a little bit better with mm -hmm. others around and now you're going to have a more productive conversation. And you don't have to say that, right? but for your sanity, for your 
peace of mind. It can be a note to yourself of, I'll have this conversation, but I, I'm going to choose a location and you mm -hmm. just do it. That's a good idea. I know a boundary I set personally for myself is putting my phone on do not disturb. I'm not available to telemarketers at, at any time. It can go to voicemail and I can screen it. I also have that boundary. And for myself, it's also a boundary in the sense that I am very, even all the stuff about who it is that's calling or who it is that's texting aside, I have noticed for myself that just the sound mm -hmm. of a text notification and a message notification and a Facebook notification, it, it's very anxiety provoking for me to hear those all day long. And so my phone is almost always on silent. Yeah. And then I just check in on things it distracts me. It disrupts my train of thought. It makes everything take longer. Um, I'm less productive. So that's a little boundary for myself that, again, isn't necessarily articulated, but done. So you're setting spoken and unspoken boundaries, and you're remembering that you are not responsible for the spiral. And part of what helps with that is having your own therapist to, to talk to about these things and or the community of Cardigan Academy to come and say, this was an overstepping of a boundary, right? So sometimes those are the conversations we're having in the Healing From Your Toxic Childhood Clue. And we're giving pointers. We actually have one of our Healing From Your Toxic Childhood Clue sessions is specifically about boundaries. Mm -hmm. And another one is protecting your peace. And they kind of go hand in hand, um, but it is a lot of advice a lot of principles, a lot of ways to navigate this. Another thought I have with this is, and it goes along with what you were saying, Devani, about having a therapist and someone you can talk to is at the foundation of having and setting boundaries is also working on the sense of self that you have, that you feel to some extent deserving of having boundaries. Mm -hmm. um, it, th those go hand in hand because it's like we can give you all the skills and all the scripts, and those are very, very helpful. And while you can have that and or the confidence and the the feeling of I do deserve this mm. together, it's super powerful. And sometimes that is where therapy and support and community come in. You know, the, the how-to is the education part, and then the community part is, and the support is helping you feel very confident in that you absolutely do. There was a time in my life I didn't feel deserving of mm -hmm. setting boundaries or who do I think I am or why, how could I possibly? Doing trauma work with my therapist and getting stronger has made boundary setting a lot easier for me than it used to be. I still, I still struggle sometimes. There's still mm -hmm. things that are hard. But yeah, I think there's a, also a, there's a piece here about your sense of self and so as you're doing this, make sure I would I would say make sure you're also working on your sense of self so that you know that you are not asking too much. You are not too too much to be asking for these things. You're basically boundaries are we know we need to set a boundary this as soon as we have this sense of a lack of peace, something has been overstepped, something is not okay. And it's it's not supportable. Like it's that's that's going to it's draining you it's stressing you out it's giving you neck and muscle tension mm -hmm. in your upper back when you feel those things that's or you're angry or you're resentful any of these things are a signal to you like okay something's out of whack here something is not balanced and there needs to be a boundary what's upsetting me what is it and what can we do about it i think it's also okay to start with the ones that are bringing you the most distress 
So if you are getting constant calls at work from this parent and that's what needs to be put in place first, maybe you're talking about that before the fact that they continue to ask you to run them to all their doctor's appointments because that's occasional and also something you do want to work on eventually, but you're not, it's like building a fortress, right? You're not putting all of these boundaries up immediately. You're piecing it together. That's a good point. And that also brings up what we talk about in many of our podcasts and cloops is look for the places where you can also outsource. Mm -hmm. Is there something that you're handling with this that does need to be handled that maybe your parent really does need some help with? Is there something you can outsource? Is it something a visiting nurse can do? Is it something, are you butting heads over, maybe you have a shared living space and you're butting heads in the kitchen. Can you come up with a schedule so that maybe you're not in there at the same time? Maybe she's got Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and you've got Tuesday, Thursday, Mm -hmm. Saturday. Something, you're right, recognize what, what are the, not only prioritizing, but also looking for ways to outsource what might help you have some peace, again, because you deserve it. So maybe you want to get this parent a Cardigan Academy gift card for the holidays. So they can come <laughs> to us and we can help them with some of these things that maybe you've been carrying and doing for them. That's true. Because that's another thing that comes up with us and clients a lot is that, you know, we have a lot of people, primarily women, not always, but primarily, who are totally on board with something and it's a good thing and they're it's good for their kids and they want their husband on board, but their husband isn't really hearing them or listening or isn't so sure. We meet with, uh, say a husband wife. And then the husband in talking with us says, okay, you know what? I I get this. And and it's not to, hopefully it's not a dismissal of you. And sometimes it can be, and that's not cool. I'm going to say that right now. It's, it's a, it is often a gender issue and It is and emotional labor and all these things. But sometimes, sometimes it's hearing it from a neutral third party Mm -hmm. and something solidifies, like maybe they are almost there and they just need to hear it presented a different way. And that's something that we can help with. Boundaries are about the right to space and privacy and time and feeling safe. So if any of those areas feel off, you know, you need a boundary, which it sounds like this person writing in does know. And there are a lot of scripts out there. And remember the analogy too, that a boundary is not like a wall, it's like a gate. Mm -hmm. So it is adjustable. So if it's too rigid, you can loosen it. If it's too loose, you can tighten it. You can, you know, think of it as flexible, something you can work with as you, you don't have to have it perfectly right, right away. Mm -hmm. You can always adjust as you go, but these are important to keep you safe and to keep you healthy. And another thing I will add here is one thing that I see people who grew up with this kind of thing, something they worry about. A lot of times people struggle to set boundaries with parents because they worry that they are being like the parent. Like maybe they, oh no, won't that make me demanding or cranky or a yeller? And none of those things have to be true. It's, this is where you differentiate what is the intent. Because so a person who's being difficult, let's say, they might be cutting someone out to spite them, to hurt them. That's different than a boundary. Mm-hmm. A boundary is to protect yourself. So if you're not doing something out of spite or to be mean or to hurt someone, rest assured that you are not being quote unquote like them. You are protecting yourself. That's the difference is what, what's the difference in intent? Mm-hmm. There are a lot of topics intertwined here with this, our childhood, anger, relationships, listening to our guts, how we view ourselves, red flags, emotionally safe people, triggers. 
And these are all topics we talk about in our Healing from Your Toxic Childhood Cloops. So we just want to remind you that we are we are here for you. This is a really good question. It's something that comes up a lot. Uh, hopefully you've been able to help you see all the different aspects of this and, and it helps. And if you have more questions, please reach out to us because we do we really do love helping you. Warmly, Cardigan Academy. You can submit your own Dear Cardigan Academy letter at cardiganacademy.com. 